It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Strap it in. I know you're going to dig this. It's Bears Nation, baby. To the Batmobile. Let's go. All right, let's do this, I guess. Who cares? Nothing matters. Everything is stupid anyway. It is Wednesday, September 27th. This is Bears Nation Podcast. Myself, Jake Sign, joined as always by Kevin Lapka. And I'm getting real sick of it. I'm getting real sick of it. I don't even want to be here anymore. Not on this podcast, but in general, in the Bears fandom. God, it just gets worse every day, I feel like. Now, today, Matt Eberflus hosted a team meeting and talked about leadership and courage and confidence and came away from it saying, I liked the look in the team's eye. We are fully in Matt Nagy days right now. This You realize this, Kevin? Like, this is where we are. We are in Matt Nagy days as far as quotes, as far as the coach trying to tell us that things are fine and dandy. That's where we are. I like the look of the at the team's eye or the like the look in the team's eye what does that even mean what are we talking about here you just lost by 30 to the kansas city chiefs in a non-competitive game it could have been more but they took pity on you and decided to lay off the gas they didn't miami dolphins you which they easily could have and you're saying oh we had a team meeting about leadership and courage which by the way was supposed to be your whole thing, dude. That was supposed to be your thing. The hits principle, and we're going to get after the ball, and we're going to commit, and we're going to create a, a team identity. This was already supposed to be done. This was, you, you had months to do this. You had all summer to do that. And it's September 27th, and you're having to have a team meeting about team courage and leadership. And you're walking away from it being like, oh, I like the look in the team's eye now. I think we're back. What are we doing here? What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Are are you kidding me? This was supposed to be your whole thing, dude. This is why Bill Polian recommended you to ownership that that they should hire you. That because of your leadership (laughs) qualities and because of the culture that you could establish in this locker room. And that you wouldn't have to do this because we've done it so many times before already. We've done this whole song and dance so many times. We did this two years ago. And guess what? Before that, before 2020, we did it two years before that with, or three years before with Trestman. And then we did it before, and obviously we didn't do it before that because Levy had a grip on this thing. And now here we are doing the same old thing. Once again, we are in the worst version of Groundhog Day. We are in the absolute Dante seventh circle of hell for Groundhog's Day. We're just doing it over and over. This was supposed to be your thing, dude. I know I'm repeating myself. I know I'm getting myself worked up right now, but this was supposed to be your whole calling card as a head coach and that you were going to delegate and you were going to let the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator handle all this. All right. Well, your defensive coordinator resigned under mysterious circumstances and nobody's heard a peep from him and your offensive coordinator is a brain dead idiot. It doesn't know 
his ass from a play card. And if he does, then whatever is... I, Oh, wow. I'm from you. This you've hit the breaking point. You I hit have. it. I literally have because usually I'm even keel guy. Usually I'm no. keeping things level guy for the most part, and I'm drawing things back in. But it's just like how like how big of an idiot do you think this fan base is collectively? Like how stupid do you think the fan base is? Like what are you talking about, man? And for and for and for the the hopeless optimists who took that at face value, and were like, "All right, here we go." Like now, the team's got a different look in their eye; they're ready to play. More power to you! Like mm-hmm. all the credit in the world to you, but like, open your eyes. Like the, this, the head coach thinks you're an idiot. Like you, the person watching, listening to this, the head coach thinks you're an idiot and thinks that he can say a few nice little words. And that you're just gonna be like, okay, and skip along on your way. He he's Matt Nagging you. Like that's literally what Matt Nagy did. Matt Nagy thought he was smarter than everyone else in the room, in the building, in the city. And look where that got him. I mean, I guess it got him in a pretty good space because he's gonna win another world series <laughs> best quarterback on earth. But you know what I mean? Like, it got him series. fired and it got him run out of the city. Like this guy's doing this. Matt Eberflus is doing the same exact thing. And it's only week three of year two. Unless Matt Nagy gave you a coach of the year season and gave you a playoff season before all that shenanigans started. This guy has given you a three and 17 record so far and promises of nothing. Like that's what this guy's given you. And he th- like, he thinks you're an idiot. He might be worse than Nagy at this point, honestly. Like, and that's probably hyperbolic to say. And I've been talking for six straight minutes. So I'm no, gonna I don't know. I'm not even sure. His moment here. But like, this guy thinks we're all idiots. And it shows because honestly, what the problem is, is he's the biggest idiot here. I'm done now. Wow. This, what happened today, man? Dude, I, it's it's so bad. Wow. As Jake walks away, I think, I think Jake's taking a, he needs to take a breather. But Jake here, what Jake just did is emblematic of, I think, the entire organization and the people within that organization and the players. Like, at some point, dude, when you base your ideology as a coach off of the things that you mentioned, right? The hits principle, the acronyms, the running shoes in practice, all of those things. We talked about the fragility of that the moment he was hired. We said... It's a, it's fine. Like, I don't care if you have an acronym. That's fine. If it hits with, if it resonates with the players, great. You could turn that into something really good. But if, when things, when you don't win, the, the, the legitimacy and the validity of that falls off the cliff immediately. Because then all those people say, well, it hits, hits, hits. It's, what's it equating to? It's, it's not equating to anything. It's, it doesn't mean anything. And then what the players see that as, for the entirety of his tenure now, for how long that may be, is everything that comes out of his mouth is just bleh, right? Like they don't know. Right. They, they, they can't buy. They physically. I don't. I don't. And I'm not speaking for any player. I don't think they can physically buy into what he has to say at this point. The fans can't buy into it, obviously. And I clearly, I don't think the players do. And it's evident by the the play on the field. And I just think that they've hit this breaking point. The team has hit this breaking point where. You know, and that's why I said it's emblematic of what you just did for the past six minutes is I think everyone's on the same page. Like, dude, we just got to be real, bro. Come in here like Matt Eberflus, man. 
you just got to go in there and you can we have somebody be freaking real can we have somebody be real about what's at stake here and what's going on with this team like I understand it's a hard pill to swallow if you're Matt Eberflus because at that point, if you kind of walk into those rooms and you walk into Ryan Pohl's office and you walk into the players' meeting and say, we suck right now and we're bad, it's a bad look for you, 100%. But at this point, if you're Matt Eberflus, you're probably getting fired anyway. What do you have to lose? And if from the jump you were just real and if if we just have a coach who's just real about the situation, like that's all we ask. Like don't sugarcoat it. Like Jake said, we're not stupid. We watch the games too. We sit our ass on the couch for, unfortunately, for 60 minutes and watch these games. We know things aren't glitz and glamour. And we know that for as bad as things are right now, it's not repairable with a players meeting and saying to us that, you know, whatever the quote he said was, what what was it exactly? It was, there's uh, i I'll find it real quick. Yeah, like I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's pishy caca, man. Like it's, it's just, it's excellent follow end quote. Yeah, I'm just there. You go, you get it. I'm just so, I'm so sick of it, man. And that's what I said two weeks ago. That's what I said a week ago. I said, walk up to that podium post game, say we suck, we suck today, and we were here, awful. Here it is. Matt Eberflew said they had a leadership council meeting this morning right, and addressed the team about focusing on the details and fight and determination. Eberflew went on to say he feels real good about the look in their eye. Real Shut good about the look up, in their dude. Eye. Yeah, Absolutely it's, no. miss me with all of that. Are you serious? Leadership and determination. Wasn't that like the main thing he said in his opening press conference when he first got hired? Wasn't that like the... Like, we're many months into this. We are many months, yeah, we're years at this point now. Like since you've been hired and had your whole chance to do this. Okay, yeah, new guys came in and new people were added to the team. Shouldn't the guys that were left over from last year's team, no matter how god awful atrocious last year's team was, there were a lot of guys that remained. Shouldn't they be able to help that process along? And kind of expedite that process of making that culture of leadership and determination. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. And, and that's why it's so frustrating. It's like you are now like these were the things that were supposed to be the foundation of the team. You were supposed to have the leadership and, you know, the determination and the fight and the discipline, right? The discipline was a huge thing, the limiting penalties. And they haven't really done that this year. They've had a lot of dumb penalties in the first two games, right? You were supposed to have that down from the jump because the last regime had a big problem with it. You didn't feel like there were leaders out there. You didn't feel like they were disciplined. We referenced the Javon Wims thing and the Anthony Miller and some of the situations with players of the last regime. He was brought in to rectify those things. That was the main thing. We knew, we knew, everyone knew, uh, defensive coach in this era. Uh, but we we kind of, we. I mean, you're forced to every time a new coach is hired because you, ju- you just don't know sometimes with coaches. You're forced to kind of see the good in it. And the good that we found in it was, hey, maybe this guy is really just going to have a disciplined, well-run team, and they're going to fight their ass off for the coach. That's that's what we thought would be the saving grace of Matty Refluce. And the fact that that's not even remotely close to being the case right now is, once again, justification as to why the guy shouldn't have a job. Like, that's just, that's just where we're at. So I know this isn't a Bears-Broncos preview, but it's all relevant, and it is it is somewhat relevant to – you know, the, the following game, the game that's about to be played, because like 
these are also the same things that were said last week. Like, oh, you know, well, we, we've talked with the guys. We're, we're going to fight a little harder. We, 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 we like the way we've looked, right? We, we like the way we've looked. Like, all these different things. And what did you do? You went out there and you got your ass handed to you, 41 to 10 by the Kansas City Chiefs. So hearing all these things, like, do they really think that people hear these things that they say and feel more positive about the team's chance to beat a Broncos team that's equally as bad as them? No, no, not at all. Like, and, and Jake, I'll be honest. And then we can, I guess, talk about this game, I, I guess. Like yesterday I sat down and listened to Ben Johnson press conferences for 30 minutes because it was like a palate cleanser for me. Because obviously I'm already onto the process of searching for the next Bears head coach and who I would want to be that because it's going to happen. He's going to get, Matty Rivers is going to get fired. It's just a matter of when. Um, And Ben Johnson, obviously the leading candidate, offensive offensive coordinator for the Lions, for those who are not aware of the name, uh, has been phenomenal with them. Obviously led Jared Goff to a resurgence and that offense has been great. But I wanted to just listen to him speak because I feel like for the past seven years, six, five, five years of my Bears fandom, like I haven't really known what a good coach says in a press conference and what a good and how a good coach operates. So I wanted to hear what he said, and it was just, it was refreshing. Like it was so thorough, detailed. You know, no excuses. Uh, just every response was was crisp and 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 explanatory. And it was like that's that's the guy, man. Once these guys get fired, that's the name that should be hired. Oh, wow. What a bar. Once these guys are fired, that's something that should be hired. What a bar. Wait, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going with Ben Johnson. I'm sure, uh, who knows, maybe that uh, head coach preview episode might come a little earlier than expected, depending on well, how long it takes Matt Eberflus. So, I actually do have a thought on this timeline of when Eberflus might be fired. I actually, I was, I, I, and I thought of it just now while we were talking about this. If you lose the next two games... Like, I think he gets fired. If you start 0-5 and you lose badly to the team that so like he, it's twofold. First, you got you lose this week. Like, if you get your ass kicked by the Broncos, who just lost, who just gave up 70 to the Dolphins and lost big to the Dolphins, like if you lose to them, I think the decision's made then. Like, if you lose again by 20 plus, 30 plus, God forbid, because the Broncos offense is actually like, say whatever you want about the Broncos and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Their offense has actually been decent. It's their defense that has been atrocious. And Vance Joseph is a horrific coordinator and coach, which probably means the Bears are going to hire him as their next high coach. But I digress. The Broncos offense has actually be, been good. They might put up 40 plus on you and you might just get ran. Oh, again. 40? Like, like 40? you might lose. Like, and, and because their offense is also so atrocious. Like you might lose like 45 to 14 or something or 45 to 21. Regardless, you're probably going to lose by 20. If you lose by double digits, 20, let's say 20 plus if you lose by 20 plus again to the Broncos. Oh I God. think the decision gets made then. Like I think polls, because reminder, and this, and this goes into this. Eberflus was hired before polls. This was asked backwards from the start because it's the bears and that's how they do things. Let's remember that. So, Poles came into this with his head coach already picked. And so if you start 0-4 and you get embarrassed by the Broncos, I think the decision gets made then. However, you're on a short week and you play on Thursday night football for week five. So you probably can't justify firing him and having God knows. I mean, Luke Getze, I guess like 
go, or maybe Luke Getze gets fired too, and it's Injunoko. But whoever, like, that's a tough task to give to an interim coach. Like, hey, you got four days, and also you, yes, you're not practicing on point. Monday, so you got two practices to figure this out. And good luck out there against the Washington team that yes struggles against pressure. We saw that last week. This Bears team doesn't get pressure on anybody because they have no defensive line whatsoever. So that's tough. So I think if you lose badly to the Broncos, that decision is probably made going into week five. And then when you lose to the commanders, because you will lose to the commanders, because again, you can't get pressure. And so Sam Howell doesn't have to think too much. You can just throw the ball to Jahan Dotson. It'll be awesome. So that's going to happen. So then you're on five and then it's see buddy, you're staying in Washington. Like find, find a commercial flight back or something. Cause you ain't coming on the team plane. You're done. So, and even, even if you don't lose him like bad to the Broncos, I think if you start on five and the commanders still hand your ass to you, I still think even then like he might get fired, but I think for sure, if you lose badly to the Broncos this week. Yeah. I mean, the timeline is accurate because if you were to fire the best time to fire head coach would be after a Thursday game. Cause you have, you have 10 days to yeah, figure it time. out, right? You have, you have extra time. Um, I just think I, I'm still going to, st- I mean that, and, and that's also good because my initial prediction was after the chargers game Sunday night football because of national uh, embarrassment and stuff. Right. And the McCaskies are very keen on, you know, the image of their team, I think, and all that stuff. And national embarrassment is never good in any situation, but especially in this one. So that would also be national embarrassment if you lost on Thursday night football. So I will uh, not be surprised if that were to be the case, especially because everyone's been wondering where's Kevin Warren, where's Kevin Warren, all this. Well, yep. I think he's going to come out like the undertaker. Uh, I'd be like, here I am fired, gone. See you later, pals. Uh, that's what he's going to do. He's going to rise out of that casket and say, Hey, this is, uh, this ain't going to how this ain't going to be how it works. Um, with that being said, there's zero chance the Broncos put up 45 on the bears. Isn't there? There's zero. There's a there's negative chance. Zero. Oh, there's, there's zero. zero. Oh, there's zero. The Bron- the Denver Broncos are not putting 40 points on you. That is not going to happen. Do I, 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 if that happens, there should not be a single person at Soldier Field for the rest of the Bears games for the entirety of the season. There should not be a single piece of Bears merchandise bought on the website for 365 days if they get 40 dropped on by them. Uh, by the De- if they get 40 dropped on them by the Denver Broncos, Jeff Bezos should be the owner of the team on Monday. Like they, they, they just that cannot happen. It, it, it feasibly cannot happen you're right the broncos have a better offense than last year this game probably won't end in a zero zero tie like many people think it will um but to get 40 dropped on you i don't know about that man i don't know about that Uh, yeah if that were to happen that would be inexcusable i mean this team is terrible this broncos team is horrible this broncos team i think is actually worse than the bears i think they're worse than the bears somehow i do and you were talking, oh. we're really talking about the lesser of two evils here. I mean, we're really talking about, you know, the shittier of two shits. But, you know, God, if you get 40 dropped on you by the Broncos. All right, let's dive into this. So Bears Broncos on Sunday. Yes. Uh, we are being forced against our will to break down this game. Uh, yeah. We apologize. Under, under the, duress, if you will. Yeah, we apologize to the listeners of this episode that we have to break down this game we apologize to the nation and the fans around the world listening that you have to spend your valuable time in the car at work wherever you may be listening to this podcast at the gym 
listening to a breakdown of this game. I am so sorry. But here we are, Bears-Broncos, noon on Sunday, two 0-3 teams. Actually, the second battle of 0-3 teams in Week 4, which is interesting because the Vikings and the Panthers also play. Um, Jake, where do we start? Let's start... Let's start with the offense, okay? Because if there's a silver lining to a preview of this game, it is that the defense you're playing is far and away the worst in the NFL. They allowed 70 points last week. 70. So if there ever were to be a get-right game for the Bears offense, the same way it was for the Kansas City Chiefs a week ago against you, it is this week for the Bears offense, and it is this week for Justin Fields. And I have a good feeling, Jake, that... This is the game that will define Justin Fields' career. And I'm not predicting that he's going to play well. I'm just saying, like, if he sucks against a defense this bad, it's done for him. If he does well against a defense this bad, people are going to take it with a grain of salt, but at least it's (laughs) production that he hasn't had at all this year. So he can't be bad. He can't implode in this game. He has to be productive, or this could be a very rough beginning to the end of his career. In Chicago, at least. If the Broncos go up two scores, do we see Tyson Badgen? Uh, It would have to be in the fourth quarter. It would have to be late in the fourth quarter. It would have to be late in the fourth quarter. Because, Um, and you know what, Kevin? I'm going to say something. Don't say it. (laughs) I think they should keep Badgen on the bench the whole year. Because if this is what it's going to be, he might be better than Fields and give you a better chance to win. And if you think that's the case, then why would you bench him? Because you need to tank for Caleb Williams. Oh, oh God. Like you don't want to win games. Dude. Dude, You know, you don't totally disagree. So here's the thing. It's not that Tyson Badgett is better than Justin Fields. Could be. Because he's not. He's not. Listen, he's not. You know that. I know that. The entire world knows that except for people on Facebook. How do we know that? How do we know that? Listen, We haven't seen him play. Hear me out. It's not that Tyson Batchett is better than Justin Fields. It's that he probably at this moment, although he hasn't played a single regular season snap in his NFL career, is more confident than Justin Fields. And if he were to get the starting job, he'd be way more confident because he'd be like, damn, okay, this team actually believes in me. Look, I'm a QB2. I'm from D2. That's what I mean. Like that happens. The team possibly gets a spark from that and you win. Well, that's what I mean. No, I I would. Even if you went two or three games, you're, you're done. Like you should be trying to win zero games. I agree with you on on the sense that he could come in and be a spark plug for you, but I'm not going to say that he's better than Justin Fields. I just and like so. Here's the interesting thing about this game. Like, there's interesting things so, about this game. There's, there's an, uh, when it comes to Justin Fields, right? Because that again, we're we're at the stage last year where tank, but hope Justin Fields looks good. I guess I don't know. Like, you, you still want to well, see? That, him, that's what was happening like, last year. We were right. losing games, but we were losing were games. Good. But you're like you're walking away, like oh. Well, Justin Fields ran all over the defense, had a couple really nice throws. So you felt okay because you felt like the future was bright because they were like, all right, you use your draft capital, you sign some people, and those things happen. You still suck, but I digress. We all know what happened then. So here's the thing that's interesting about this game for Justin Fields. We talked about the ability for it to be a get-right game for him, right? Yep. We all know... We all know that the, the probably the fundamental thing that's ruining Justin Fields right now is coaching number one and yes. two confidence. His confidence is just lower than any quarterback in the league right now. The same way it was for Mitch back then, right? But Justin Fields just more capable. But his confidence is in it, it, it's terrible. He has no he has no confidence in his offensive line. He's no confidence in himself right now. So the interesting thing is 
you play a you play a Denver Broncos team that allowed 70 points. So if you play well against them and, and not even crazy, but enough to build a little bit of confidence, the Bears' schedule coming up is incredibly favorable. You play oh, the commanders, and I'm not saying Jake, I'm listen, I'm not predicting anything, I'm not projecting anything. I'll, I'm pitching you a hypothetical that this or I'm pitching you an opportunity. This is an opportunity for Justin Fields where if he were to build confidence in, you know, against in in Chicago, against Denver, you have three weeks to compound that. You play the commanders on a short week for them and for you, who a team whose defense was supposed to be really good but isn't great. Still has a good front four, but the defense just got 37 drops on them by Buffalo. And yeah, Buffalo is awesome, but their defense isn't as great as we thought they would be. Then you play the Vikings, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, probably 34. 30th ranked defense behind the Bears and the Broncos. And then you play the Raiders, another one and two team at home and two home games back to back to Vikings and the Raiders. All I'm saying, Jake, is I don't know why you do. Why are your hands in your head? This is an opportunity for Justin Fields to compound confidence because I know that you're all the way moved on to Caleb Williams. I'm not there yet. And a lot of people aren't there yet. Even, even Ryan Poles isn't there yet, right? Peter King said that you know, he believes Justin Fields has a few more games to prove his worth to the team. And this is just a good stretch of games for him to do that. That's all I'm saying, Jay. I don't know why you're so out. This is why do you, you're, you're sick. You're why am sick. I sick? Why this do you do this objective. to yourself? This is objective. Why am I? Why Don't call me sick. You're, you're sick. This, Tell me that was I'm a wrong. sick. That was a, that was not the reasoning and now i just put my headphones in my head this was not the reasonings of a of a sane person it was that is the most sane reason that was that was because of coherent ramblings of a crazy person why because so if okay let's say it this way if field starts playing better that implies you're winning some of those games yes so I would probably you're, they, because I know what you're doing here. You're trying to argue that the Bears no. are going to be three and three <laughs> in four weeks. That's what no, you're that's trying to I'm say saying. to me right now. That's, that's what, what you're I'm trying doing. to say no, to no, me. No, 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 no. You're no, trying to sell no, no, me no, 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 no. that the Bears are going to be I'm three and three or three and two in a few weeks. That's I'm, what you're no, trying to build. And by that time, we are full on the Kevin Lapko. Here we go. Only team to make the playoffs after starting. Oh, stop it. I just don't want to see you do that to yourself. I am. That is not what I'm getting at here. That is not that. I, you I can know see, I'm right. You're laughing. No, you you're know not I'm right. right. You know I can. Right. No, I know you. No, I can see how you would see that out of me. I can see that you would believe that that's my, you know, underlying, you know, scheme here. Yeah. But because I know it is. But it's not. It's not. It's that Justin Fields has three games left to prove whether he could still be a quarterback for this team. Right in the future, he. Th- this is it. This is make or break. Now the leash is the leash has been cut short. This is it. You haven't allotted three games. And for someone who likes Justin Fields and still thinks that Justin Fields can be great in this league under the right circumstances, so. no better situation for him, for him to have success and compound confidence in the next four games that they play. You didn't expect these next four games to be probably as easy as they are. And I'm not saying the commanders are necessarily cakewalk either, but like Vikings and Raiders back-to-back home games right there. Like all I'm saying is this is a chance for Justin Fields to compound confidence. And if they win those games, like so be it. I already said last week, Jake, I know you're all dead set on tanking. I know you are. But there's oh, yeah. a statistically unlikely chance they get the number one overall pick. It's statistically unlikely. 
Like just the way you were to break it down. So if the Bears win a couple games, you can't be mad at this point. Come on, man. We haven't seen a win in 13 uh, 13 games. I would do anything to just see a W and walk into work on Monday, not feeling like a piece of shit because I'm a Bears fan. God, is that all too much to ask? Yes. You should not be cheering for wins at this point. I'm cheering for wins. You're terrible. That's ridiculous. We're not going to get the number one overall pick anyway. It's not Why going not? to happen. I just don't Why? think it's going to happen. I don't think they're See, going there, to there you just said it. You don't think it's going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen. You're still, you're still holding on. You're, you're no, holding I, on. I'm holding on to Justin Fields. I'm not holding on to the team. I'm not holding but on to the fact that they can be 9 But by therefore still holding on. By therefore no, no, still holding on. That is not on. true. At this point, my my affinity for Justin Fields and the team is like independent of each other. Like it, it's, I, I don't know. Like So by that logic, you should want them to lose games so that he could go somewhere else to, so he could be successful. Well, no, because I still want him to be successful for my team. And in the if he doesn't, then we, yes, we I would agree. love for him to we be agree. successful. Kevin, we agreed 48 hours ago. That's not going to happen. We what, said on Monday that that's not going to happen. That he's not going to be here. He's probably not. That he's but... not going to succeed here. Well, we have, we have, we have, we have three games to find no. out, and then fire the head coach. Bring Ben Johnson in here, and Justin Fields is an yes. all-pro. I somewhat agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see it. Still, I, I still am not convinced that Justin Fields is going to be good. Uh, I do agree that he would probably be good anywhere else, um, but. I do get what you're saying. Like theoretically, these three games that are coming up are an opportunity for Justin Fields to prove himself and to prove that he is a starting quarterback in the NFL, maybe not for the Bears, but maybe just in the league. So I agree. If it's going to happen, if this Justin Fields proverbial breakout, I'm going to run more. I'm just going to go out and be me. I'm going to play loose. I'm going to say F it and play football. If that's going to happen, it's going to start this week. This Denver Broncos defense is a joke. Vance Joseph is a laughing stock in the league. And I don't know how he's still employed. So it's going to start this week if it's going to happen at all. Now, am I convinced that that's going to happen? Not really, but I could be convinced, I guess. So we'll see. I, I get what you're saying. It's an important three weeks for Justin Fields for sure. If this doesn't pan out though, like it's curtains, like the next, like the next three weeks, like if this doesn't happen, you don't win one of these games, it's curtains. It's over. Like you gotta, I'm, I mean, I kind of hope it's Nathan Peterman because then you're for sure going to lose the rest of these games. But I, yeah, I mean, Oh man, I can't believe we're going to see Russell Wilson look like Russell Wilson on Sunday. Listen, listen, before we do that real quick, here's why you, Jake Hassan, Here's why you, after shitting on me for the past 10 minutes here, here's why you should be on my side here, all right? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because we have discovered now, via this Peter King stuff, that, like, Ryan Poles, like, Justin Fields was never really their guy, right? Like, like they never which drafted we said. Him, which we said, like, it, it, it was never yeah. really their guy. If Justin Fields doesn't succeed for the next three games and he looks terrible – you're entering 2020 territory. And here's what I mean by that. You're Nagy Pace Trubisky. You're entering the territory of, we now have the statistical evidence and ability to make Justin Fields a scapegoat. To say, well, this, this, sure. is, this is on Justin, man. He just can't figure it out. We gave him all the chances. We gave him all these games. He just, he just can't figure it out. And then what are you going to do? You're going to retain the general manager, which I wouldn't have a problem with anyway. But yeah, you're going to retain the general manager. You're going to retain the head coach and the offensive coordinator. And you know what they're going to do? 
They're either going to sign a veteran or they're going to draft the next quarterback because it wasn't their fault. It was Justin Fields' fault. The same exact thing that happened in 2020 with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and that offensive staff and Mitch Trubisky, and they said, you know what? It was Mitch was the problem. What, what we're going to do, we're going to bring in Andy Dalton. And we're going to bring in Nick Bowles, and that's going to work, right? And that's that that's what's going to happen. So, um, you know, I just, I, I, they they're going to make him the scapegoat if he struggles, and that opens up the possibility for them retaining Getsy and Eberflus, and that is the biggest fear that anyone in this fan base should have. I do agree that's the biggest fear you should have. I disagree that that's what's going to happen for a reason. I and I knew this was coming because I saw you tweet it either yesterday or today, whenever that was circling back to what something I said earlier in this show, Matt Eberflus was hired before Ryan Poles. Now the reason that this won't approach 2020 territory, not true. Matt Eberflus was yes. No. Yes. Oh wait. Oh, like, wait, like on the timeline. Hold on. I'm almost, I'm almost positive. I'm right. You were brought at the same exact time. January 27th. This is my brain working in real time. Okay. So Ryan Poles was hired on January 25th. Right. Eddie so Bruce they were, they were brought in Eddie together. Bruce was hired on January 27th. So remember, right. so what happened is Ryan Poles went in after all the meetings with all these head coaches that happened. Like all, because oh, like I see what you're saying. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so by the time yes, Ryan Poles was right. hired, they were like, hey, this is who Bill likes. And I think this is what right. we should go with. And two days later, Matt Eberflus was hired. They have one more round, I think, on like the day after Poles was hired. But like, does anyone really believe that Ryan Poles got his full say? Like, he didn't do the full extensive search. He didn't get to do all of the interviews. He didn't get to do ever. Like, he got down to the final candidates, which were, which, if we remember, one of those final candidates was Jim Caldwell. So. Death, secret option C, like who would have been better than Matt Let's remember that though. So, like they the Bears organization, which famously is very good at vetting processes, did the whole search for him and then gave him a, a select few candidates. He didn't Ryan Poles didn't get to do a full extensive coaching search. So, ipso facto, I don't even know if I use that right, probably not, but therefore, I that's why I think that it's not a 2020 situation. Like this. Ryan Pace got to do the whole search, got to That's do the true. whole wide net, and landed on Matt Nagy, and that was his guy, that was his boy, that was who he was deciding to, you know, hunker down with, and that worked out super well, obviously. So that's why I think that Justin Fields won't be the singular scapegoat. I think that if you continue to lose games, if you win less than six games, like if you win anywhere from one zero to five games, like I think Eberflus is gone. I think coaching staff is gone. I think Justin Fields is gone. And I think Ryan Poles says, "You, I mean, you're talking about you want guys kicking down doors. I think Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren go in, they kick in George McCaskey's door, and they say, keep your ass in that chair, old man. Yeah. We're going to handle this one. Like this, that you have nothing to do with this. You and that bozo Ted Phillips stay far away from this. Us two are going to handle this. We're going to do the interviews, and you stay out of it. That is, I think, what's going to happen. Like, I, I, so I don't think there's a singular scenario that says that Justin Field is the only scapegoat. I sure, do agree that correct. he will be, like, he'll be sacrificed on an altar, so yes. to speak. But I don't think it'll be just him because Ryan Poles will 
acknowledge that he he didn't get to do the full search. He didn't get because remember when we first got the list, it was what twenty seven names of people being interviewed for the head coaching job, or maybe that was the head coach and general manager. But it was it was a lot of people. It was it was at least double digits for a head coach alone. I think it might have gotten as high as twenty seven for head coach and general manager to, together. So someone of the uh, Jay Sanders in the chat said there's already rumors about Justin Fields being the scapegoat. I don't doubt that, but I don't think it'll be just him. Like I think it'll be polls saying, "All right, you're all done. Like you, I didn't really get to choose you people. All of you are out of here. Me and Kevin are Warren, not Lapka, are going to handle this next shirt, this next search." Because like Jay Sanders in the chat saying Eberflus will be there. I just don't think that's true, especially if you win like one game. And let's say you only win the Panthers game. Yeah, he, he, I don't know how you can keep a guy who went one in 33. Like you can't, you just can't. So and, I, that's what I think is going to happen. And Jay Sanders says, remember polls didn't give Eberflus the dominant three tech he needs to run his defense. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's indicative of some sort of, you know, Disagreement. yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, he again, passed on, he passed on the da- dominant D tackle. And he Darnell Wright's a fine down, player. Yeah. Like he, Darnell no, Wright is, is a good player. He might be really, really good. You know, who's awesome already. Jalen Carter is already awesome. Is already a fantastic fucking player. Like you passed on him. the video. That's what made my blood boil too. Like the video of them fist bumping it. Oh, Philadelphia wants to trade up. Oh yeah. I saw Nailed that one. Like, and I get it. You needed an offensive lineman. You like you were desperate for one to protect Justin Fields. But like Jalen Carter might be a future defensive player of the year. Like he's so good already. It's been three weeks and he's so good. And you and you knew that that's what Matty Rufus wanted to anchor the defense. And you're like, nah. So I, I, that's just I don't. I get your fear, but I just don't think there's a world where Justin Fields is the only scapegoat. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. I, I, you made me feel a little better about that with that little rant right there. And it's kind of funny when you mentioned that list of of candidates, that long list. I'm just yeah. reading through them right now. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was on that list, interestingly enough. Uh, Leslie Frazier, Byron Leftridge, Brian Dable, uh, obviously known Doug Peterson, who say we're talking about Doug Peterson led the Jags to the playoffs and playoff victory last year. Uh, Jim Caldwell um you know just yeah brian flores like literally i think every one of these guys maybe not brian flores dan quinn like literally every one of these guys might have been a better option like literally every one of them and this 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 is what you dreams of brian dabble with justin fields is gonna haunt my nightmares well it won't have to because ben johnson will come through and uh and, and we'll be all good on these parts nonetheless the Bears play a football game on Sunday. Let's sort of talk about it a little bit more. I know we already hit hit on it a little bit. Um, let's go to the defensive side of the ball, I guess. When you look at some injuries today, we're recording this Wednesday, September 27th. Eddie Jackson held out of practice with a foot, did not practice today. Uh, Jalen Johnson, also out with a hamstring, said he's going to try to play in the Parks and Spiegel show. Uh, we did not practice on Wednesday. Not really sure about his status. So you're already losing two uh, critical secondary guys, which is just simply... Uh, hashtag not great. So they did sign Joe Juan Johnson from, or is not Joe Juan Johnson. What's his last? Joe Juan Williams, I believe, is his last name. Uh, yes, Joe Juan Williams practice squad from the Minnesota Vikings, which is another good indicator that you're likely to not have Jalen Johnson out there if you're signing yep. a cornerback out of a division rivals practice squad. So uh, welcome, yep. Joe Juan Williams. But 
Yeah, I mean, I know they're not going to drop 45, but this is still a Denver offense that has looked more competent than it did last year after the abysmal year that they had. And Sean Payton's doing one thing right, and he's getting Russell Wilson back to prime form. Not prime form, but Russell Wilson looks like a a pretty solid version of himself. What are you expecting from the Bears' defense as Matt Eberflus does confirm that he will be calling the plays indefinitely? Yippee. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Like, I, I go back to my point. I think the Broncos could drop 40 here. Like this Stop is a ter- this is, is bad like to use a Nick Costos term. This is a bad brew for the Bears. Like Denver wants to prove something. They want <laughs> to prove that like they, they just got ran anything. by Miami. That like you're the one that always says any given Sunday narrative plays a factor, emotion plays a factor in these games. The Broncos just got embarrassed. They want to prove something. They will and they, here's a chance for them to beat up on a team that isn't going to have. Two of their starting corners, one of their starting safety, because remember, uh, Kyler Gordon's out, and a yeah. defensive line that's a joke. So there's a real possibility that the Broncos just go wild here. Like the 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 Pats, the Chiefs put up 30 plus on you without trying. Like they didn't even break a sweat. So, like the Broncos with a sense of vengeance can't put up 40 on you, really? Like with this defense and everybody hurt, and your secondary is bad as it, your secondary though is supposed to be your strength, as injured as it is. Like, I just think there's a real chance that the Broncos go crazy here. And, I like, you, we had just admitted the Broncos' offense looks way better. Like, Sean Payton is a way better coach than Matt Eberflus. He's going to coach circles around uh-huh. Eberflus. And Russell Wilson, to this point in the season, is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And now you're, half your defense is hurt. You're in trouble here. So I do not have high expectations for this defense. I think the Broncos are going to go silly on you. And it's going to be really, really depressing. And I certainly think that the Broncos could easily put up 40 here. I still think 40 is a stretch. I still think we're reaching on 40. But here's the funny thing about this game. Everyone's talking about being the poop bowl and whatever. And Bears, Broncos, it's one of the the losers of the team. should be relegated to the XFL. All these funny things. I actually think this is going to turn out to be one of the most entertaining games of the week because you're <sighs> right. If there's one make marking for both of these teams, it's that their defenses are both atrocious. And I think the Broncos are going to put up a lot of points, but I think the bears are too. Like the Broncos defense is worse than the bears defense. Statistically, yeah. they're horrible. Again, 70 points. I mean, God only knows what the dolphins would do to the bears defense, but cool. you know, I, I, I think this is going to be like a, a 34-31 type of game. Like, there's just going to be a lot of points on the board. Hammer the over in Bears-Broncos. Yes. What's the over set at? It's probably at, like, it's probably in the 30s because everyone's so down on them. Everybody knows how bad these defenses are. Uh, It is currently at... August 42. 46. Jesus, criminy. Okay, the sports books are on to us. They're listening to the Bears Nation podcast. Um, (laughs) They're they're clearly on to us. I just... Look, man, I mean, it, it, again, it's a it's a get-right spot. I mean, this is a Denver defense that can't do anything well. They cannot stop the run for the life of them. They obviously cannot yeah, stop the Bears. pass. I mean, uh, neither can the, can the Bears. But all I'm saying is, like, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not even worried about the defense at this point. That, that, that's irrelevant to me. That, like, like, do you what, what do you want to watch defense anyway? Let's just watch a game no. that's 34 to 31. I'd rather watch that anyway. And the Bears offense just has a really good chance to finally get right. And, you know, a little bit healthier, I guess. Uh, you know, Darnell Mooney's fully healthy. And and I know the offensive line isn't isn't, you know, entirely healthy. Um, that would be huge if you could get Braxton Jones and 
and uh, and Tevin well, Jenkins back, on IR, so he's on IR. Well, that's what I'm saying. It'd be great if you get them back, but oh, you can't. next week yeah, you can get miracle. Tevin Jenkins back. Um, but you know, it's just it's it really is. I know you don't admit it. It really is a get right spot for the Bears offense. Like it really is. And I'm not it, even. I'm not I will admit it will tell us a lot. It will tell us a lot about the Bears. Like if if they can't if they can't break twenty. If they no, you scratch that. If they can't break twenty eight, like if you yeah, can't score four touchdowns, if you can't score four touchdowns against this Denver offense, like you you just suck and you're just bad. And I will have no faith in you for the rest of the year. <laughs> All right, listen like, to the Denver because defense. because you, everything you're saying is true, but also the Denver <laughs> offense is better than the Bears offense. So like, you know, it, it's kind of it, like I get how they're connected, but like it's still bad. Oh, I'm just going. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm looking for the Denver defensive stats. Let, let, let's go. Opponent points per game, forty point seven, thirty second in the NFL. Opponent yards per game, four hundred and fifty eight point three, thirty second in the NFL. Opponent points per play, 0.635, 30 second in the NFL. Opponent yards per play, seven point two. Can you guess what that ranks in the NFL? Thirty second. Opponent red zone scoring percentage. Well, okay, they're going to be 32nd in all of these. I know because like, of the game, it's inflated, yes. but it's just fun. Remember what happened. I know it's just, but it's, it's yeah, remember what happened. But I mean, and that's this is going to last. I mean, 177 nice. rush yards per game, 32nd in the NFL. Like this defense is absolutely atrocious. They don't get pressure on the quarterback, which is a really, really, really critical thing. Obviously, as we know for this Bears offense is to keep Justin Fields clean. And when we talk about, you know, building confidence, right, and mountain confidence, you're going to have to do that by keeping Justin Fields clean in the pocket. This is a team with a 4.12% sack percentage, 27th in the league in sacks. Like, this is your chance to not only get Justin Fields on the run again a little bit more like they did last week, whether you like to admit it or not, there was a little bit more instances of getting him on the run. But if you want to see him thrive in the pocket and, and, and build that confidence and be smarter, well, this is your chance to do it against a defensive front uh, in Denver that is just absolutely abysmal. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I probably underestimated the Chiefs defensive front last week a little bit. Just oh, the yeah. impact of Chris Jones <laughs> was 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 phenomenal. Um, yeah, their defense might be really, really good uh, just because they're really just coached incredibly by Steve Spagnolo. But this, this, I, I just, I, I think the Bears could actually win this game, man. Like, I oh, hate to say it. Why is that a surprising thing to say? The Broncos are the 31st worst team in the league, and you're the 32nd worst no, team in the league. Right. How, you're how right. is it you're outrageous right. to be like, you're the right. Bears could beat the 31st worst team in the 31st best team in the league? Let's go no. to our predictions as we segue into that because Jake's about fired up as hell right now. Before we get into our score predictions, and uh, I haven't even made my prediction yet. I'm going to kind of let uh, – my uh, see my heart and my takes mind, my yeah, see where the wind takes me. Let's start with bold predictions. Um, do we have an analysis and a recap of our bold predictions from last week? Did we do that on Monday? We did do that we on did. Monday, but we could okay. uh, we could run through it again if we'd like to. Uh, I don't think we right. ha- I don't think we should. Personally. No, I think I we think should. It's funny. No, uh, all right. no, no, no. Our no, bold no. predictions from last week: Kevin Brisker INT versus Mahomes, Justin Fields big rush touchdown. Close. I was close with the big rush. He got a big rush. Uh, mine were a Tyreek Stevenson interception, Roshan Johnson RB1. So I, one for one, sort of. I guess <sighs> these running back divvies are very weird. Um, all right, Kevin, your bold prediction for this week. My bold prediction for the game. Uh, this guy has been quiet for the first three games, but he saw 
a target in the fourth quarter. And I think, and I think the Bears are going to be like, you know what? Let's use him a little bit because our offense has nothing else to do. I think Tyler Scott catches the football on Sunday. I think he has a reception. I think he catches the football. The, oh, a reception. <laughs> Good <laughs> That's Lord. where we're at. Uh, he has three receptions on the year. He actually had two against the Packers. So you know what? I forgot about that because I, I didn't watch the first half of that game because uh, I was at a baseball game. I, I, think those, I think those two receptions came in the first half. So you know what? Just for the sake of boldness, I uh, I think Tyler Scott will have three receptions. I think he'll reach his career high in receptions. Okay. He'll have three receptions. He'll be, a, he'll be a playmaker on offense because what do you have to lose, right? Oh, here, here's the other bold prediction. Well, well, I want more. One more on offense. One more on offense. This is a big one. Okay. Uh, Bayless Jones Jr. I knew this was coming. Will be inactive. And oh. Equity Miss St. Brown will be active. Jay, you really thought I was going to say Bayless Jones Jr. is going to catch a touchdown fast. Yes, blah, blah, blah. I, did. I did. No, he will be inactive. You got to do something to try to switch things up. Equity Miss St. Brown, we know at least does one thing right. And it's uh, it's that he's a great pass blocker. Um in the past game. And Hey, you can catch the ball too. He scored a touchdown week one against the Niners. He's had some big plays last year. Get that guy active. It's malpractice that he's not active. What do you got for me on offense? Uh, you're not going to like it. Uh, but this guy is very talented and he is somebody who has been noticeably quiet this year. Uh, I think okay. Pat Sertan gets an interception off Justin Fields to start his first oh. of the year. He currently oh, has great. a goose egg. Um, I think Justin Fields gives the ball away. He makes bad decisions with the ball. We've seen it through three weeks. I think Pat Sertan does notch an interception uh, versus Justin Fields. Um, and that's really it because I have no faith in this offense. Uh, I got I got nothing. You have no else. faith in the offense against a team I that just got 70 dropped on them? Come on. I also, I also don't know what this offense is going to do. I don't know if it's going to be Justin Fields running. I don't know if it's going to be a healthy dose of Roshan Johnson. I don't know if it's going to be Equinomia St. Brown. I don't know if it's going to be Valus Jones Jr. I, got, I have no idea what this is going to look like, to be honest. So... <laughs> I mean, if you re- if you really want to squeeze an offensive one out of me, I will go. Um, how you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go Oppo. You, I'm gonna say Valus Jones Jr. gets a touchdown. Oh please! Oh stop <laughs> it! You're about to shit on me for predicting that, and you're turning that into your prediction. I'm, I'm Get going out of here. I'm going opposite Get of you. You're going inactive. Here. I'm going touchdown. One of us oh is gonna be God. right. Well, I mean, there's right. or there's like a 99% chance he's active and doesn't see the field at all. That's probably the most likely. But kick return, always a possibility. Okay, uh, what do you got for a quarterback predictions uh, for You're... this week? To recap last week, you predicted oh. 21 for 28, 245 hey, yards, 85 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. I predicted 20 for 32, 197 yards. Two interceptions, a hundred yards rushing, and a touchdown rushing as well. Who was close? <clears throat> technically me, I think. Yeah, technically you. Yes. Um, I don't even want to do these anymore. I'm just <laughs> making myself look like a fool. I, I, it's, it's so hard for me because I know what he's capable of, and I make these predictions because of I, because I know what he's capable. Oh, of. Oh, the team that week, got seventy dropped on him though. Oh, 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 oh. And with that being the case, Justin Fields is coming out guns a blazing, pow, 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 explosives. Jonathan Gannon, that's that's what we're gonna see on Sunday. Um, I think he's actually gonna throw four. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, You're please. Say three hundred yards. 
237 yards. All right. He's going to have a decent day in the air. He's going to be 22 for 26. He's going to have a great completion percentage against this defense. And we saw a little bit of an uptick in the rushing last week, but this week is the week where he's going to go crazy with the rushing. I think he's going to have 84 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So 230 passing yards on 22 for 26, 84 rushing yards and a touchdown. And I'll throw a passing touchdown in there too, but guess what? He, he will throw an interception, I think, this week. Uh, you're right, Pats are tans really good, and I think he's going to get them uh, one of these times. So, hey, that's pretty mild. Come on. This is this is good stuff for me. I will uh, applaud me for my willingness to mild my takes on Justin Fields. Uh, I'm going to say 15 for 28. I'm going to say it is 152 passing yards. Oh my God. I am going to say it is 80 rushing yards. Interception I already called, obviously. And I will say that there is a rushing touchdown again because I'm an idiot. Really high hopes this week. And to close it out, Kevin, your score prediction last week, you predicted 31 to 20. I predicted 35 to 14. We were kind of close in that. Well, I guess I was close. We both went over 30 with the Chiefs, though. So what do you got this week? Uh, yeah, so you're two and one on the year on the picks. I'm one and two, so I'm coming for uh, – I'm trying to break even here. And, you know, if I'm going to do that, then I can't pick yeah, what you're going to pick. And I know what you're going to pick. I know you're going to pick against the Bears. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bears to win this game. Yes, the Bears suck. The Broncos are worse. The Broncos are a, a, a dumpster fire just as the way the Bears are. They're on the brink of implosion just as the way the Bears are. Um, I honestly think that the Bears being at home is uh, really the only reason they win this game. I mean, having to not travel to Denver and play in that altitude and having them coming to you, and I know the Bears are, you know, have put up a lousy performance in their one home game this season, but it's always better to be at home statistically whether you like it or not. They played a lot better at home last year, it felt like. Um, I, I think they're going to somehow pull out a win here somehow, some way. I think that Broncos team is defeated. I know the bears are defeated too, um, but I think they just, I think they pull out the win. So I'm going to go 34, 31 bears again, high scoring game. I think no one's going to stop either team. They're just going to score, score, score explosives. Boom, boom, boom. And, uh, and the bears pull this one out 34, 31 and a game winning Carol Santos field goal as soldier field and all 12 people at the stadium go crazy. Uh, all right, I'm going to say I, I just have no faith whatsoever uh, in this team, in this offense, in the play calling, and the coaches. Um, I think that this is a good get-right spot for the Broncos. I think they have something to prove. I think they want to give you a beatdown. I'm going to say that the Broncos win this 38-17. to Jesus criminy! You think we I, lose by 21 to the Broncos? Yes. Yes, I do. I honestly do. Do you want to put a bet on this, like money? Like, can we put I, a bet on this? I'm already, I, I'm already, I, I'm already going to bet against the Bears. Okay, but not by. All right, if you're so confident in this, then I want you to put a hundred dollars on Broncos alternate spread twenty and a half. I'm if you think gonna they're going to lose, yeah, well, yeah, okay, then you're not so confident in it. You're not so confident in it. Well, yeah, it's a podcast, Kevin. I mean, this is what I theoretically think is going to happen. I think you're going to get smoked. But <laughs> you're probably going to end up being right anyway. So, yes, I know. Uh, no, it's I don't know, but Bears are going to win. Week, we'll week see four on Monday. Of another miserable week. And, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come here on Monday. I'm going to say, we're back, baby. Bears are no, back. 
Uh, and you know what? You will. And I know you're. No, I, I know won't. you will. I won't. Too. No, I can't do that now, and I won't do that, dude. I won't do that. I've already told you my the, my, my my feelings on and my intuitions on Matt. The Eberflus. Bears are going like, to win by seventeen, and Kevin Lapka is going to be in here. Like we're back. Washington's vulnerable, and then you got Vegas, and then you're three and three. That is exactly what's going to happen. You win by seventeen. That, that is exactly what's going to happen. I will if, call here, it here, here's the only case where this happens. Here's the only case. The Bears win by 17, and Justin Fields has a fuck you, Matt Eberflus, you know, parallel to Jay Cutler and Mike Marth moment. If he has one of those, and then we can use the storyline of Justin Fields is playing for himself and the Revenge team is uniting tour. without the tour. With our, yeah, with, without the coaches, like, you know, one of these things. And then, yeah, then, yeah, I'll say we're back. But uh, that's not going to happen, so I won't do that. Don't worry. All right, we'll see who's right, and we'll see if Kevin Lapka's coming in here on Monday with his chest, chest all puffed up ready to declare the Bears back. For everybody that was in the comments today, appreciate you guys. Again, no, it's not the most fun game to talk about. Although we didn't really talk that much about the game. We kind of got in some other tangents, which probably made it more fun. But, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to break down, make it fun, even though everything is miserable right now and you're 0-3. So thank you guys for that. Thank you to the live viewers and the listeners, of course, and podcast forum. You are all greatly appreciated. We will see you on Monday to dissect whatever the hell this game is going to be because I have a feeling it's going to get wet. Until then, for myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast brought to you by OnTap Sports Night. See you Monday. Until then, bear down. Oh.